of the Lord into this place. He's already here. Amen. Lift your hands and pray right out. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity again to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth, Lord God. Lord, have your way in this service today, Lord God. Do things, Lord God, the miraculous, oh God. Lord, let healings take place in this place today, Lord, the miraculous healing, Lord God. Only you can do, oh God. Lord, we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Uh, Psalm 47 and 1 says, Oh, clap ye hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Why don't you do that this morning? Lord Jesus, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worship him with all your heart. There is no shadow that is ever overcome your life. There is no rival that could ever stand against your mind. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, we've already won. And there is Turn into praise, shake off despair as I sing out your name. A 
to seek your kingdom first beyond the barren place beyond the ocean waves when I walk through the
giant you're facing this morning, you don't have to be afraid if God is with you. Praise God. The Bible, about 144 times in the New King James says, fear not. You don't need to fear if you have the Lord on your side. For He won't leave you or forsake you. There's no giant in your life that can overtake you as long as God is on your side. Amen. And you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. When you go through that fire, you won't be alone. You won't, you won't even burn. Just look at Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar threw him in the fire because they would not bow to the image. Amen. But they would only serve the one true God. When they looked into that furnace, there wasn't even a hair singed on their head. But there was four in the furnace. God was with them. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to go into prayer this morning. Remember... Logan this morning, uh, Tuesday, she has doctor's appointment and a CT scan. Uh, her dad has made this known. Also, remember Zyler, she's homesick today. Uh, and Sister Brett is also with her. Remember Sister Donna Bowling, she's homesick today. Uh, Andrew Garrett, dirt bike accident. Keep that family and him in prayer. Phyllis Boggs in the hospital. Remember her. Uh, remember Nancy Howland. That's uh, Brother Ryan's mother. She fell. Just keep her lifting her up. Uh, also remember the Wagner family. A tragic accident. Uh, loss of a loved one. Uh, Chad Campbell and family. His family needs prayer too. Not just him. Amen. So let's just lift that Campbell family up this morning. Also, Sonny Albert, let's lift him up to the Lord. Sister Rosie, homesick today. And uh, remember Larry Lewis, amen, Jade's dad. Larry, if you would, when we pray, come up and let us pray for you, amen. Praise God. If you would, stand with me. And if you have a need in your body, come up. Let us lay hands on you and pray with the prayer of faith. Amen. Anoint you with oil. Everybody pray right out today. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord, right now, Lord, I pray for Larry, Lord God, Lord, this situation, Lord God, Lord, healing, Lord God, in his body, Lord. For Sister Rosie, Lord God, touch her body today, Lord God. And for Brother Carl also, Lord God. Lord, for Sonny Albert, Lord, Lord, we pray that you would lift him up, Lord God, Lord. Oh, restore his healing, Lord God, to his body, Lord God, Lord. For the Campbell family and Chad, Lord. Lord, do the miraculous, I pray today, Lord Jesus. Lord, and for the Wagner family, Lord, in this time of loss, Lord God, Lord. Just wrap your arms around them today, Lord Jesus. Lord, for Nancy Howland, Lord God her, oh God, today, this morning, Lord God, Lord, and for Phyllis, Lord God, Lord, you know all the needs, Lord God, Lord, for Andrew Garrett, Lord God, Lord, and for 
her sister Donna, Lord God, Lord, raise her up, Lord God, Lord, heal her body, Lord God, today, Lord, for Zyler, Lord God, Lord, watch her healing touch upon her, Lord God, Lord, Lord, and continue to be with Logan, I pray, Lord Jesus, oh God, we give you praise for it.
God. He's an awesome God. You may be seated. Sister Alicia is going to come now with the missions report. Praise the Lord. Well, we're one week late with the missions report, but thank you for praying for me because I was sick last week and it's no fun. It wiped me out for quite a while. Praise God. Okay, our first missions report comes from, let's see, Madagascar area. And this past week, actually, they had an outpouring crusade, and um, they had a three-day crusade in the city of Madagascar. There was an estimated crowd of 20,000 people, and God moved in a powerful way. There were over 1,200 people filled with the Spirit. Praise God. With a three-day total of 2,731 people filled with the Holy Ghost. So praise God. We're believing God for many great reports of healings and lives being changed. Our God is awesome. Praise God. Our next report comes from Estonia. And they pray, I'm sorry, they stated that there has been wonderful services and prayer and fellowship. They have been right on the border with Russia with dear folks who are family to them. They say that may God bless them and give them a new season of fruitfulness. Praise God. I just received, seen this message this morning, and this is from the um, Finland, the Alphans, excuse me, and they said today is actually Father's Day over in Finland. And... um, The bishop there shared a powerful sermon about the love of a father. The examples and the words God gave him to share made us all think, Oh, how Jesus loves us. Who we are, that he's mindful of us. We're so grateful to him and for the love and care that he willingly showers onto all of his children. Praise God. Continue to pray for the Cooney family. They are right now on deputation traveling around America. And that is all for our reports today. So thank you all for your continued prayers and support for missions. Praise God. Would the ushers come and receive the offering this morning? Brother Tim Wagner, would you pray? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come and bring your offering. Just wanna speak. 
Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you just lift your hands to the Lord and let's just love him for a moment. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise this morning. We give you praise this morning. You're a great God. We give you praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Amen. You may be seated for a moment. God bless you. Praise God. What a what a wonderful presence of the Lord in the place this morning. Amen. Which is just easily recognizing that it's the presence of God, the Spirit of the Lord that's in this house. He promised that where you gather in his name, he would be there. Where two or three are gathered in his name, well, we've more than more than qualified that. Amen. 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 I so appreciate what I feel in this place. There's a healing touch when you have his presence. There's blessing when you have his presence. Whatever my need is, he's able to meet that need when I'm in his presence. At his name, he's provided for me. And I receive it by faith. Amen. It's by faith. God responds to faith. Somebody would say, well, God responds to need. If that was so, there's need all over this world. But the, th- the fact is, he responds to faith. Amen. So if you have a need this morning, give him your faith. Believe in him. That's why the Bible says, believe. It's faith. He responds to faith. And so I'm believing this morning, and what a great presence of the Lord. Amen to God. We're so glad that you're here. We're just uh, rejoicing over uh, such a good number of guests that are with us today. We're so grateful that you're here, some that we haven't seen for a while, and you're back. And we're just glad for you to be here on this beautiful day. The Lord has given us. David said, he said, this is the day. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, I, I woke up this morning. I came in. I said, man, isn't this a beautiful day? And it was. Walk across the parking lot in the sunshine and that crisp November morning air. I, I, that just wakes me up. It refreshes me. I don't know about you. Some of you want to pull the blanket up around you and, and uh, stay warm. But uh, it just, it's something about it that just wakes me up. I saw you point at your wife there. I know what you're talking about. It, uh, it's, there's something about that air that just wakes me up. But, you know, David didn't say, well, this is the day the Lord hath made will rejoice because the sun's shining. In other words, it can be that way if the sun's not shining. If it's cloudy and it's rainy and the wind's blowing or the snow's falling, whatever day it is, it doesn't matter. This is the day. 
This is the day. Amen. It's not because it's Sunday and the work week is over. It's not all that. It's this is the day. And so whatever day it is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. So we're we're just glad that you're here today. Amen. Thank you for coming. Jody, good to meet you. So glad that you're here. So glad you're here. God bless you. Amen. Larry, Melissa, good to have you all this morning. Thank you for being here. So, so rich. So good to have you. Amen. Sandy Bowman's back today. We're glad to have you, Sandy. Amen. And Kimmy's on the front row. That's where she belongs. <laughs> Amen. Stephen, good to have you. God bless you for being here. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, Sister Sister Debbie's family, grandson and his wife and family, God bless you for being here. So glad you're here. Amen. So glad you're here. Andy and Andrew are here. That's right. That's right. And uh, heard they were coming. We said, it's your turn. That's right. And didn't you enjoy that electric guitar this morning? That's right. My question is, what instrument can he not play? He must play a lot of them. Amen to God. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. Would you do that? That's right. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. I want to read the word this morning. Would you stand with me? Turn with me to the 12th chapter of Hebrews. The 12th chapter of Hebrews. And uh, I want to begin with verse 14, read through verse 17, Hebrews 12, 14 through to verse 17. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Verse 15 says, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Verse 16, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sowed his birthright. Verse 17, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, He was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Amen. Lord, I thank you for the word. Speak to our hearts today with understanding. And we ask in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 is uh, a very uh, 
full chapter. Searching for the right word here. Uh, It is a chapter that is uh, very vast in its subject. And you think almost that uh, it is changing from one subject to the next, but it's all intertwined. It is all completely uh, tied together uh, when you begin to read it and realize that he's not just jumping ship in the uh, the middle of the stream, but uh, uh, he carries through a thought. And uh, he begins, of course, by saying, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. He follows chapter 11, which is what I like to call the Hall of Fame of the Faithful. And uh, he talks about being faithful and talks about people who were faithful to God in times of uh, great distress, and God was good to them. God delivered many, but some God didn't. He took them on to their reward, but they were faithful to the end. And then he says, wherefore we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, almost as if we are running a race that the stadium we are in is one that you cannot see but he says there are witnesses in the in the stadium and they're they're cheering you on as if you can do this amen you're not the first one to have faced the trial that you have faced amen he says wherefore Uh, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Um, Let us lay aside every weight which and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run, everybody say run, with patience uh, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. He's the one that was our supreme example. And And he talks about how that we are chastised and we are corrected and and uh, as if we are in a race, but um, it's like any good runner or any good athlete must have a trainer or a coach. Uh, He has to have uh, somebody that uh, corrects him and tells him how to strengthen himself. Uh, He's just not uh, by himself, uh, but he's got somebody that says, look, this is what you need to do. I see where you need to strengthen this area. You need to uh, correct this. You need to, you need to do it this way. And, and, uh, and so the Lord is the supreme uh, trainer. He's the one that uh, coaches us. He's the one that helps us. And he gives us helps and, and ministries along the way. And uh, the, the true uh, uh, manual is the Bible, um, and the Bible is the, the 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 final word. Amen. And, and so, when we look into the Scripture and 
and uh, we hear his voice, and and uh, his spirit speaks to us, and it helps us, and and uh, he tells us that uh, uh, consider him that endured such contradictions. Uh, of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. He says, you think you got it hard? He says, you haven't shed blood. It's just a mind battle, the battle of the mind. Amen. You've got to get it up here. We say in here, but really it's our thoughts. We got to get our mind right. When you get your mind right, you're going to make up your mind. You're going to be there. Praise God. You're going to be the one that says, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'll be like Joshua of old that stood up and said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And so we need to do that. And he says, you have not yet resisted unto blood, uh, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. I want you to hear that. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. He he corrects us. He helps us. And he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. And if ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. Amen. That should be, he says, that ought to encourage you that you are being chastened or corrected uh, uh, because it shows that you're his child. Amen. Uh, and uh, and it ought to be. Um, for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Now listen. Um, but if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, um, then are ye, and this uh, word that is used here is uh, the old uh, English uh, uh, of the King James Version. He says, then are ye bastards and not sons. And so I'm not trying to give words to children to say around here. I'm just telling you what this scripture says. And basically it says, uh, what it's saying is you're not really his son. You're not his child. Amen. You can't say, well, if you've ever heard somebody, well, uh, it's all right. Uh, it don't matter. Uh, uh, I can live for God, and I don't have all those uh, corrective measures in my life. Uh, they're basically saying, uh, I'm not his child. Uh, amen. Because if you're his child, he's saying, here, I want you to correct there. Here, I want you to correct here. Here, I want you to work on that. God's working on it. It's not a matter of condemnation. It's a matter of love. Amen. Uh, that he works on us. Um, and uh uh, he said in verse 11, he says, no, cha- no, now no chastening for the present um, seemeth to be joyous. When you're going through it, it's not a happy moment, uh, but grievous. Um, nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are 
exercised thereby. There is something that is produced in your life. And then he says, wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet. What are you doing? You're making straight paths. Why? Because you were walking a crooked path, but he's helping straighten your path. Lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. He's working on us. Then to my text, he said, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, here it is, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Amen. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Amen. He's talking about the importance of the the importance of a uh, keeping our spirit right, uh, keeping it right. He says you must be cautious. We're living in a time when it's easy to pick up offenses and things that can produce bitterness in our spirit. And if you ever allow that to happen, you stand the endangerment of the next verses where he says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau and who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. He says, don't allow that to enter into your life that you carry a bitterness because following bitterness is often sins that were not planned. It wasn't a part of the package that you thought I could control this, uh, amen, but it's not the will of God for you to have such a thing in your life, uh, amen, uh, but uh, you would think that a, a setting in order would be enough. Um, uh, once done, uh, my life is on the right track, and I'm going to be all right, and you don't have to worry about me anymore, uh, because I am doing the right thing. I have set my life in order, uh, but however, our flesh has a natural tendency to go astray. We must keep it in check. It's like checking the fence. You built it well, but the erosion over time, the growth of brush and livestock trying to eat the greener grass on the other side has a degenerative effect on the condition of the fence. Every rancher, every farmer knows that. Therefore, a regular checking of the fence uh, along with necessary repairs uh, keeps the cattle in the pasture uh, where they belong. Uh, Amen. Galatians 5 and 4 says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Amen. One cannot 
earn salvation. We are saved by grace. Amen. And you need to fall on his grace. It is freely given. One is but here the scripture tells me um, in uh, uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, uh, I read to you uh, where the Bible says in verse 15, uh, it looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. And then I read in Galatians 5 and 4 of one fallen from grace. Amen. One is fallen from grace. The other has failed of the grace of God. One has forsook grace and the other has lost its effect. Amen. I want to not just stay in the realms of grace, but I want grace to still affect me. I want it to change me. I want it to help me. Praise God. The scripture tells me in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And again, I'm going to say it, for by grace are ye saved. Amen. Romans 5 and 2 says, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And then in Hebrews 12 and 28, further in that chapter, it says, wherefore we receive in the kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Amen. And so we have, for by grace are you saved. We are saved by grace, but it's grace wherein we stand. I am standing in grace and I am serving by grace. Amen. Are you hearing me? You never leave the effect of grace in your life. You are saved by grace. You're kept by grace. You stand in grace. You serve in grace. Grace affects me at all times. And somebody ought to say amen. Praise God. And so I want to remember that he has done something for me. I can't get away from it. The words of a song when I was young. I remember a song that was very uh, uh, very special in that day. And it was in our old hymnal and it was written by W.C. Parkey. And I remember, I think, the choir maybe singing it back in the day of my youth. And, and uh, I can remember uh, uh, the words of that, don't let me forget what the Lord has done for me. 
Amen. W.C. Parkey was Brother Brian Parkey's father, and and uh, he was a very brilliant man and a songwriter and and a book writer, and he just did a lot of things. Uh, he was very brilliant. Um, but uh, uh, as a matter of fact, you can go to My Hope Radio, uh, and uh, which is an internet radio of the United Pentecostal Church, and there is a channel on there uh, of Harvest Time, old uh, Harvest Time broadcast, and you can look up the first uh, original Harvest Time broadcast, I think, in 1960, and, and it was a new song. <laughs> Amen. But the choir sang uh, with the uh, uh, vocal uh, uh, in solo of Sister uh, Jean Urshan. Uh, and uh, my, what a, a voice she had, uh, but she sang uh, to that uh, uh, to that choir, uh, with that choir, uh, don't let me forget uh, what the Lord has done for me. Uh, let my eyes grow dim. Uh, let my tongue silent be. Uh, but don't let me forget uh, what the Lord's done for me. Uh, let my friends all fail. Uh, let my future pale. Uh, but don't let me forget uh, what the Lord has has done for me. There was sometimes um, in those days um, when they wrote songs, they wrote it out of their experiences um, and they wrote it out of their knowledge of the scripture and the verse, uh, rather the course on that song uh, was this, uh, like Judas in the darkness, branded by the curse of Cain, a fugitive, a wanderer, I'd never come home again. Let sorrow fill my way, but this one thing I pray, please don't let me forget what the Lord has done for me. Praise God. I want you to know I don't want to ever get to a place to where I forget what he has done for me. Somebody say amen. When you look in the book of Deuteronomy, you read something that's very interesting in there. Uh, the, the place to where uh, the, the scripture lets us know that uh, I was telling Ryan, this yesterday in Bible study, we talked about the uh, first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and those were written by Moses, and Genesis was the book of beginnings, and and then uh, Exodus was the exiting of the children of Israel out of bondage uh, of Egypt. And, and uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus was the giving of the law, numbers, the number of the people. But Deuteronomy was the deuce. It was the, it was the reminiscing. It was the repeating. Uh, it was the farewell address of Moses. And he is repeating to them, uh, Kimmy, what he had already told them in previous times. But this is before he knows he's going to go on to his reward. And he's leaving the people, but he's reminded them. And in the scripture tells us, uh, when you look in Deuteronomy, and if you could do a search sometime and just put the word forget. And look at how many times it is in Deuteronomy. It's several times. He's reminding them, don't forget. Don't forget. 
don't forget. I want to read Deuteronomy 8 and verse 10 through 19. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. When thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied. Then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget Get the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who led thee through that great and terrible witness, wilderness uh, wherein the, were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was no water who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end and Thou say in thy heart, uh, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth, uh, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, uh, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, uh, that he may establish his covenant, uh, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day, and it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. Amen. He's telling them again and again, don't forget. Don't forget. It's grace that you're here. It's the, it's the grace of God that saves you. It's the grace of God that keeps you. It's the grace of God that's going to take you all the way. Oh, it's not just grace today and forget it. Again and again, I read in the scripture the warning that tells me, even in Hebrews 12, that you can fail of the grace. I don't want to fail of the grace. I don't want that. I don't want to forsake grace. I don't want to walk away from grace. On the other hand, I don't want to be around it to where it no longer affects me. I want his blessing in my life. I want to be reminded that it's God's grace that I'm here today. It's his grace that I'm saved today. Oh, I can remember when I was in my youth and I was just beginning to serve the Lord with great commitment and focus. I remember church was my life. That's all we had. We didn't have a lot of things in our home. I wasn't from a rich family. I didn't have a lot of things. Anything I had, it was just God's goodness and his grace. Amen. I can tell you that God was good to me. I can look back. I remember when, uh, uh, you know, I, I can remember a little accident I had. I was helping my dad and and, uh, and his boss one day that he worked for, they was putting a water t- uh, tank. Uh, we had to haul water. We had cisterns and, and you have to go into 
the town, you know, to pick up some water. And, and, uh, and so they put it on the back of a big flatbed truck. And they told me I was just maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, seven years old or something. And they said, here, hold this chain right here in place. And they went to the other side and gave that thing a yank. My fingers was in the way and it started, oh, it, as my dad would say, it paints the fire out of him, you know, and, and uh, I, I had blood running and, and, uh, you know, I was in shock and my dad, he reaches in his pocket, pulls out that handkerchief and wraps it up and he's, oh, here, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And, and uh, we walked over to the house, you know, and, and when I walked in, my mom saw the blood, you know, ah! You know, and immediately the tears begin to flow. Man, I was screaming and hollering and carrying on. I'm telling you, it does affect you when you, you're doing all right as long as you're going to be all right. I'm going to tell you what, you might be going through it today, but I'm not here to fall all apart because you're going through something and you're, I'm here to tell you, hey, you're going to make it. You're going to be all right. That's what grace does for you. You just keep holding on. Praise God. You're going to heal up. Amen. It's going to be over. It's all going to be all right. And, and uh, I don't know what happened. I forget. All I remember is the next day, uh, my dad's boss walked in and he handed me like a $5 bill. That was like a $100 bill in those days. Uh, he handed me like a $5 bill and I went to the, uh, you know, the 5 and 10 store and bought me a bow and arrow. Man, I was doing all right. Uh, I was living high. Uh, amen. But you know what? I survived it. Uh, I was going to be all right. Everything was going to... I'm here to come to tell somebody everything's going to be all right. You just hold in there. You're in the right place. Why? Because grace is still at work in your life. Grace is going to help you. Grace that saved you is going to keep you to the end. You're going to make it all the way. And when you walk through those gates into heaven someday, it's going to be grace that took you all the way. You need grace. Never give up grace. You don't walk away from grace. You don't walk away from grace. Don't try it. Don't, uh, uh, and uh, the grace that he gives you, uh, if you uh, are around it all the time and it no longer affects you, you need to pray, God, uh, let it affect me again. I want to be, I want to remember what you've done for me. I, I want to remember God. If grace can save you, it can keep you. Oh, I've come to tell somebody this morning, if grace can save you, it can change you. It can keep you. It can help you. Oh, hallelujah. Problem is, we've got people that believe in the rapture. How many believe in the rapture? You know what I'm talking about? How many believe Jesus is going to come again? How many believes that? You believe that? Uh, amen. You believe one of these days uh, uh, at that time uh, the church is going to be called up to meet the Lord in the air. We believe that. If you believe that, my friend, you ought to be able to believe that God can keep you now. Uh, amen. While you're on this earth, uh, while your feet's on this terra firma, uh, I want you to know you can live for God. Praise God. You can be victorious. Uh, if you think that God can take you out of this world someday, he can keep you while you're you're here. Praise God. I said he can keep you while you're here. That's what grace does. That's what grace does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so Hebrews 12 and, and uh, 27 says, for uh, let us have grace. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Hallelujah. 
I read uh, our Wednesday night Bible study. My, we, uh, I, I tell you, the, the word of God just speaks into my heart so much. But in Second Peter, we talked about some teachings that the apostle Peter did and referred to the concise way that Peter wrote things. And he uh, put things uh, sometimes just in a nutshell. Uh, I, I was reading somebody said, well, this is the way you get saved. And they were going here and they were going there and they was going over here and they was going over there. And when you get done, you think, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to tell you, you can even go over here to the children's church and you can ask those children and they'll tell you because it's not complicated. And on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the beginning of the church, they were asked, what shall we do? And Peter said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said it in one verse. Amen. I want you to know that one verse is still a good answer today. If someone asks, just say, repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. Receive the Holy Ghost. It's good for you today. Amen. Listen to what Peter said in, in uh, Second Peter chapter uh, second Peter chapter one. Um, when, when you read second Peter chapter one, you read some things that's very, uh, interesting because, um, he writes about things and, and we talked about this, uh, Wednesday night in the Bible study. And we talked about, uh, uh, this formula that he gave and it was very simple. And, and he said, uh, beside this, uh, I'm picking up in verse five, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue and to virtue, knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if you do these things uh, for if these things be in you and abound they shall make that you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ uh, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off listen and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I'm going to tell you, if you're purged from your old sins, let's keep sin on the outside uh, and keep Jesus on the inside. Uh, You've heard of the story of Noah and the ark. uh, Profound uh, when you look at the simplicity of the message, and it was simply this, and I want my music to come. It was simply this. Uh, he said, pitch it within and pitch it without. In other words, not just on the outside, but on the inside. Not just the inside, but on the outside. In other words, what's on the outside, keep it on the outside. What's on the inside, keep it on the inside. Amen. We're constantly doing that. I want you to know God's able to help us. I believe, and this is my thoughts. I can't prove this according to what's in the book of Genesis about that story of knowing the ark. But this is my thoughts. I think they had some extra pitch. And I think they kind of went through and said, you better check for leaks every once in a while. And if you see anything seeping, let's fix that. You see, we live in an area called the Mississippi River. And anybody know what a levee is? You all remember when the levees get up? They, man, I heard more about levees. In those floods, 
They said, well, there's some soft spots. We better, we better do something about that. We want to keep the water over the, on that side and not on in, uh, this side because if it ever starts going through, you've lost it. You've already lost it. Ah, uh, oh, are you hearing me now? You know what we're doing? Uh, you got a pastor up here and he's got some pitch and he's saying, come on folks, uh, if there's an area in your life that you've been letting some seepage in, you better seal it up again. Uh, get to working on it. Uh, keep that stuff out because if you let it go, it's going to erode uh, and it's going to tear you down uh, and you're going to get a hold of something uh, and spirits are going to get into your life. Uh, and one of the things that will happen to you you become bitter. It bothers me when I see young people and I see elders too. I see people that get upset. They get mad at one another. They're walking around with an attitude. You miss the prayer room. You want to do all your activities, but you don't want to pray about it. I'm telling you, if you don't take time to pray, you're letting things go in your life. You'll let bitterness get in. And the next thing you know, you're going to be like Esau. And the Bible says when it came to the end, listen to that in Hebrews chapter 12. Listen to what happened to him. When he came to the end, the Bible says he sought repentance. He sought forgiveness. Amen. You know, Verse 17, you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing. Now, you can say it any way you want to, but I'm reading New Testament and I'm reading to you that we're going to inherit a blessing someday. I believe it's called heaven. I believe God wants us to go. You don't wait till then to find out that you need something out of your life and more of Jesus in you. You take care of that now. You know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. When you study this, you realize Esau lost his birthright, which was rightfully his. But he did not treat it with the respect. And he traded it for one little sin. Satisfying the flesh just for a moment. <sighs> it's all right. I can handle this. No, you can't. Am I talking to somebody this morning? If you are in need of some spiritual maintenance on that proverbial fence called life. I'm going to tell you that you're in the right place this morning to do that. Because you can find forgiveness today. You don't have to wait till you stand before him and say, Lord, I, 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 just give me one more chance. I'll take care of it. The movies, the stories that are created for Hollywood to where someone gets a chance and they're sent back to redeem themselves, it just ain't right. Don't put your hope in that. Hollywood don't know what they're talking about. But I'm going to tell you what. You can listen 
to the Word of God. And you can listen to this preacher today that today is your chance. The Bible says today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. And so I can ask the Lord to help me today, and he will. God's talking to somebody's heart, and I want you to respond. I want you to have that opportunity to say yes to him. Every head bowed and every eye closed, and nobody looking around. Is there someone who would like to just raise your hand? You're, you're not joining the church, and I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to say you did that. But you're just saying, would somebody just remember me in prayer? And I'd like to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I see some raising your hand. Yes, God bless you. I want, yes, God bless you. I want you to have that opportunity in your life. You can put your hand down. That's all right. Praise God. And the way we do this is I invite the whole church because I just feel like we all ought to maintain our lives. But if you have a need in your life, would you come join us and stand in the front? You're not joining the church. You're not, we're not doing that. But you're going to have an opportunity to pray. And, and I'm wondering if we'd all stand. And I'm going to invite us all just to come stand here in the front. We're going to pray together. And if you have a need in your life, would you bring that? And would you tell Jesus what you want in your life? I want something, Lord, that I'm missing today. I'm here, Lord, to do some maintenance. I'm asking you, Lord, to walk the fence of my, my life. I'm asking you to walk the fence of my heart and help me. Praise God. Praise God. I need you, Jesus. While the singing of this song takes place, I want you to just begin to talk to Jesus. Would you do that? Just tell him. Tell him what you need. You just pray. Praise God. Lift those hands to the Lord. He's able to help you. Praise God. I surrender myself to you, Jesus. I know, God, you're able to help me. Hallelujah. I know, God, you're able to help me. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. 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 God, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. You're able to help me, Jesus. You're able to help me, Jesus.
God's desire is to live within us. That's been it. I wish I had time. Maybe someday we can walk you through the scripture and show that he didn't, when he created Adam and he walked with him in the cool of the day, he walked with him. The ultimate desire was not to walk in with him, but to walk in him. But you see, because we're unclean of ourselves, we can't allow him in until we're cleansed. And that's why it took not a sacrifice of an ox or a lamb or a goat or anything, a bullock. It wasn't that that could make us so that he could live in us. It had to be the blood of a perfect lamb. And that was none other than Jesus' own blood. And when he shed his blood for us, now we can come to him and say, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me. And he'll wash us. But then he wants to come in and fill us with his spirit. And we can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? We can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's for us today. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so glad that you came. God bless you. I'm just excited about what God is doing in your life. Amen. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came. Would you do that? Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. Take this presence of the Lord with you. We're going to return again tonight for another great service on Sunday night. You'd love it. If you haven't come on a Sunday night, try it. You're going to be amazed at the great services we have on Sunday night. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. We'll see you next time.